0: I would say I'm uh, the son of, uh, of a star. I'm uh, the one of the great-grandson of uh, Georges-Favre Jaco, born and under this, uh, this Zenith star. My name is uh, Romain Marietta. I'm the uh, head of product. Uh, I've been in the brand since 2006, and I began as a trainee. I'm the head of uh, product, product development since uh, 2011 now. We are producing our own movements or our own engines, which is one of the most typical things at Zenit. We are a manufacturer, so we are mastering this craftsmanship and doing our own uh, motors, engines. There was no design of watches at that time. Uh, back in 1969, it was a, a project to develop a movement. And then the visuals or the watch itself have been uh, developed after. They did the job as we are most of the time doing exactly the same, starting from the movement and then create a design. At that time, there were only drawings with pens on papers. And now we can really do some 3D steps, 3D files. Uh, We can do renderings. We can do a lot of things. Before, I would say validate a design and then do the prototypes. Normally, the different steps are you create the movement, then you create the first visual, you do some iteration, you do different variation, then you v- do a validation of the design you want to produce, I would say, and then we go for a prototype. We can first go for a plastic prototype of the case or something, and then if you need to, to do something a bit more real, you do a real case in steel to have the real renderings of the diameters, the shiny effect of the the material itself, and for the rest of the components, it's an obligation to do prototypes for the the, the dials, especially because it's the face of the watch. Uh, Most of the the watches in 1969, they were in uh, in, uh, 38 millimeters, like the one I'm wearing here. And now we can go up to uh, 44, 45 millimeters to adapt ourselves to the different wrists that you can find around the world. El Primero was really uh, created that way to also adapt itself Chronomaster is dedicated to the Chronograph El Primero because everything is uh, equipped with the El Primero movement. So it's really the pure essence of what is a chronograph for Zenith since 50 years. And Chronomaster collection is really in that uh, spirit. So it's maybe the most uh, uh, aficionado um, collection that we have um, in our global uh, collection. You have to fall in love with the watch. It's very emotional. It's... uh, The real man's jewel is a a watch. We are very much into details when we are creating uh, watches. Uh, We have the chance to do our own movements, but we have the chance to work with a lot of suppliers that are also close to us, uh, long time partners with the the brand to develop the most detailed and uh, manufacturer approach type of watches. You have also to stay consistent and coherent, and obviously, if you are hundred and forty years of history, you have to stay consistent with who you are and this is very key and then it is a real true manufacturer who is telling the truth honestly since the beginning, one of the and it's not because I'm working there but because we are offering real manufacturer movements and watches for a quite fair price and it's very important for us to stay in this. DNA, which was one of the first thought of uh, Georges Favre Jaco when he also founded the brand. Um, it tried to create it the most reliable watches in an humble way, uh, starting from Le Locke here in, uh, up in the mountains. Can you imagine 150 years back to create a manufacturer to say, OK, I'm, I'm going to be one of the first to create a manufacturer watch. So... Put together all the people that have some craftsmanships ships in their hands and put them under one roof. Try to to create some watches and then try to sell them around the world, starting from Le Locle. And this guy was 22 years old in, at that time. It's it's very it's very special when you think about this. And have the passion of uh, of the of watches uh, in my blood, in my veins. My father is working in the dial industry, uh, so it's in my blood since uh, since I grew up. I would say.
1: Seven years, the time required to perfect the recipe for success, to refine each idea, to leave nothing to chance, to respond to the desire for excellence by delivering excellence. Seven, like a lucky number. Many other figures are now intimately bound up with the never ending story of the Maison Zenith. In this episode, we take a look at the key stats of the cult chronograph. You're listening to El Primero Stories, the movement podcast. El Primero's recipe for success can easily be compared to those of an illustrious gourmet chef. As you know, the top chefs in multi-starred gourmet restaurants are reluctant to reveal their recipes. For example, it is impossible to know if a dish contains one or two spoons of truffle juice. We know by tasting it that the combination of ingredients has created an alchemy that treats the taste buds to the peak of gourmet pleasure. Watchmaking contains many secrets just as well-kept as those of master chefs, because no one ever explains just how complicated a watch mechanism actually is. On the other hand, pride in a job well done often makes watchmakers want to share the extent of their endeavors with those keen to listen. Right from its birth, the El Primero movement was presented in great detail as to the scope of the task accomplished, not to intimidate novices, but rather to convey the enthusiasm of the manufacturer that had conducted the project. Some might merely see a flurry of statistics, but when the development of a chronograph movement takes seven years, those who wear it know that behind each screw, each bridge, and each wheel lie a multitude of calculations, measurements, measurements tests and thought processes at the end just as in a symphony orchestra each instrument meaning each component in its appointed place contributes to beating the rhythm set by the escapement the first number that comes to mind is seven It took seven years from the initial idea of an integrated self-winding chronograph through to the birth of the first watch equipped in this way, with its movement operating at 36,000 vibrations per hour and measuring times to the nearest tenth of a second. Measuring 30 millimeters in diameter, 6.5 millimeters thick, and only 7.55 millimeters for the version with triple instant jump calendar, this classic column wheel chronograph movement with zero reset hammers was designed to appeal to those with a taste for thin watches. Fitting neatly within the same volume as most manual winding chronographs, it took a lot of tricks and know how to develop such condensed technology. And like a culinary secret, no one knows how many hours went into developing it. The lack of IT resources back then meant that the whole process was extremely time-consuming and obliged all the Zenith teams involved to work in complete symbiosis. Each detail is the result of a specialty, and not a wheel nor a jewel is there by chance. The construction of a movement is a fine accomplishment by an architect of time. As soon as it was presented, orders began to pour into the manufacture. Everyone wished to wear this watch industry Formula One model. The pace of orders was such that production had to be accelerated so as to quickly reach a rate of 2,000 watches per month. Zenith chose to produce small series of models and to diversify its range with cases made of steel, gold plating, gold, and even titanium— the latter still very hard to machine at the time. This explains why many references have only existed in such limited numbers. The figures speak for themselves. El Primero comprised no less than 354 parts, 277 of which were different in the version with triple calendar and moon phases. It had 41 screws and 31 jewels, and it required more than 65 lubrication points with 10 different viscosities, including four dry ones for the high-performance escapement. In its advertising at the beginning of the 2000s, Zenith indicated that this movement, unique in all the world, called for nine months of work in all required between 5 and 50 operations per piece and demanded 50 milling operations of different sizes on the dial and 77 others on the bridge. In total 5,500 operations are required to manufacture El Primero. 20 watchmakers were involved in one movement and no less than 18 metals were used in the classic version. Originally, the El Primero balance was made of glucider combined with a self-compensating, non-magnetic, and extremely high-quality anachron balance spring. Silicon has now found its way into the most recent versions because a movement is meant to evolve with the times. Only by taking the most sophisticated technologies on board can one thus retain a leadership position. Above and beyond the movement's vital statistics, there are those relating to its history and its daily life. When the movement almost disappeared in 1975 and was saved only by the disobedience of Charles Vermeau, one of the watchmakers who fought for its survival and did not resign himself to the loss of the corresponding tools, the key issues were the financial statistics. In the early 1980s, each stamping press used to manufacture the movement parts had a value of more than 40,000 Swiss francs. More than 150 were needed to manufacture El Primero, meaning a total of 7 million Swiss francs. Zenith's initial financial, technical, and human investment in 1975 could therefore have been swept away in a flash after a decision which history has proven to have been short-sighted. Today, watches are no longer manufactured in the same way as they were in the 1980s. Electronics has asserted its place within production. Sophisticated CNC machines have replaced the huge machines that die-cut the components of the El Primero puzzle. Drilling and jeweling are now controlled by devices under the supervision of the men and women who make Zenith what it is. It takes fewer staff than it used to. The number of models produced remains limited, but it is a guarantee of quality. Owners of an El Primero chronograph often refer to the precision of the movement, an accuracy unperturbed by activating the chronograph itself. El Primero remains 100% intelligent, just as it has from birth. And that is probably its most important statistic.
2: Thank you very much to all of you for listening to this El Primero movement story, a podcast which has been dedicated to movement excellence. My name is Julien Tornard and I'm the CEO of Zenit. Like you, we are all sharing passion about watches, passion about watchmaking, and I think all these stories that you've been listening to are basically great examples of sharing this fantastic passion. We have been celebrating this year the 50th anniversary of one of the most, if not the most important movement in the watch industry called the El Primero, a legendary movement created in 1969. All over the year, we've been around the world to celebrate this movement with different friends and aficionados of our brand and sharing this passion. So I'm very happy that you could hear all these interesting stories about the brand, including Charles Vermo's story, which is a man I want to celebrate, especially this year for this anniversary. I'm also looking forward to being with you in the next episode and to share more adventures about watchmaking and about El Primero. Thank you.